Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. It is time once again for the pod for the people, uh, beers for the boys, uh, talking <laughs> shop here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network alongside my man, DK, Dan Kennedy, longtime MLS goalkeeper. And uh, I'm just the schlub who just gets the chance to talk soccer with him every single week right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Two schlubs. Two schlubs. Two two, two schlubs. Two slackers. Mark Rogandino, Dan Kennedy with you once again after a really busy week for both the two Southern California teams here in Major League Soccer, but also tons of storylines around MLS as well. Well, DK, what up, my man? Well, well, maybe the most important storyline is I got to attend my second game at the bank. Oh, you're thanks going to, right there, huh? You're going, thanks, you're going thanks right to, there, huh? Thanks to Mr. Rogandino. Set it up. Pops was in town. Gave him the red carpet treatment. Uh, sat field side. Um, was in the downstairs bar. I didn't even know you got free beer down there. I'm paying for beers. Um, it was you, it was you, over you the didn't top. Get the, you didn't get a couple of free Heinekens first, and then and then be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll switch to something else. You were, no, no. But, I mean, dude, my dad is like Coors Light. That, that's all he drinks. Coors Light. So so you paid twelve bucks for a Coors Light when you could have had just a couple of Heinekens for free. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm just <laughs> if he's in my presence, I fire off Coors Light orders, and and then somebody came up to me and said, uh, I think those I think the beer should be free. Let's let, let's set up first things first. Um, first, uh, it, I was not entirely responsible for it. Yes, I was the uh, the go between, the middleman, if you will. But a huge dots. Yes, a huge thank you to uh, Seth Burton at LAFC because he's Gracias the man who, Seth. who controls everything over there when it comes to uh, the PR angles. Uh, I believe he's the VP of broadcasting as well. So huge thanks to Seth. He always comes through. So Bill Kennedy and Dan Kennedy, along with Mike Gartland, and one of my favorite goalkeepers, underrated guy too, another keeper. So he, he belongs with us. Zach underrated, Wells. handsome. Zach, oh, for sure. Zach Wells in the mix too. We should actually have him on here one we week, shouldn't we? We should. Mr. Uh, Wells. The, the list is getting long, and don't worry, folks. Uh, we will have some guests returning. Dan and I have a couple of tricks up our sleeve coming up here. Uh, in fact, uh, anybody that wants to hit us up, if they got a tie-in maybe for a Champions League final uh, appearance and where we go somewhere local here in Southern California and do the pod live, we're open to it, right? Let's do it, buddy. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so let's talk about that first. LAFC, Bank of California Stadium. I mean – you got a chance to be there as a fan. You don't get to do that very often. I don't get to do that very often because of what we do, which we're not complaining about, but it's such a fun thing to do, isn't it? Second second game I've been to since 2012 where I wasn't working. And, uh, I mean, FC Dallas, obviously, ex-team of mine. Um, I know a boatload of players on LAFC uh, to go and just be able to have some pints with my pops and catch a game and 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 have you know just 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 be able to be a spectator was awesome. The game was really good. I mean the quality rogues, jeez. Mm, um, they, they got LAFC, something special going. And the first half, I was sitting on uh, the north side of the stadium, 
close to the wall of uh, supporters. And um, the ball just didn't come in LAFC's defensive half, like, right. but, but three or four times. Right. Um, and they should have walked away with that game a little bit, a little bit more um, handedly. Uh, but it was, it was a good game nonetheless. Um, and their control of the ball and the tempo, I was, I was really impressed with LAFC live. Uh, you know, you know, Literally in that first half, it could have been four nothing, and Vela probably should have had. I mean, he pings the crossbar with a free kick. I think he hit the post the second time uh, on a sequence coming down the right hand side. Uh, he eventually, obviously, gets in on the scoring summary, uh, doesn't he? Right before, maybe right before halftime, I think. Right. Right. Um, but but I mean, when when LAFC is playing like that, and I know you've noticed it, and I've seen it more more up close and personal when they are playing like that. And especially if they are finishing, which they weren't, they weren't executing in the finishing there. Uh, they were just a couple of sequences away. They were a, a final pass away a couple of times. Jesse but, Gonzalez has had a good series. Oh, against. oh gosh. He made a couple of just super bonus saves. I call them where, right. where the, you know, those are, those are almost as good as a goal in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, some really big saves and he's so he, he's really long I, I, and, and he's a decent athlete. Like he, he moves pretty he moves pretty well for a big guy. He's not necessarily explosive, um, but he, he's quick enough and it complements his, his quickness. It complements his size well enough to uh, cover a lot of ground. And the, and the, the, the top right hand save he made um, going to his left in the second game in Dallas against LAFC was uh was superb, you know, and, and so not to get too far ahead of ourselves. So it was a two nothing win at home. Probably should have been more on that Thursday. On that Thursday night, then they switch it to a Sunday game, which was originally supposed to be noon local, uh, two p.m. Dallas time. They switch it actually, thank goodness, to a six thirty start time in Dallas, four thirty local uh, West Coast time for the start time. But again, right, DK. Gonzalez keeps them in the game with some of the saves that he made. And again, you, I felt like LAFC probably should have been ahead by more at the half again. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. They should have been up by more at the half, but I mean, are those two penalty kicks? I, I think Chris Penso gets the first one wrong um, through ball. It looked like the timing of the challenge was right. I thought Vela goes down easy. Penso points to the spot, goes to review and it, it must not have been significant or sufficient enough evidence for him to overturn it. But I, I, the whole time, I just felt like it was a very soft penalty kick. It was, um, was Brisson, the Brazilian defender, who's sliding to try right. and, and get to. And actually, if you saw the the replay in slow motion, if you're defending Brisson and you're probably and you're an FC Dallas fan, I think you're claiming he actually touches. He does get contact with Vela, but he touches the ball first. As he's making, as he's sliding, he hits the ball first. It's going away from Vela, and then he he hits some of Vela's legs. So well, I don't and, know. It, yeah, I thought I thought it was a perfectly timed challenge. Um, and I, if I, I if I was uh, if I would if I see that back and it's my team that receives the penalty, I'm like, well, we we got away with one. And if it goes against me, I'm pissed. Um, Jesse comes up with the save, so the ball doesn't ball doesn't ball doesn't lie. Ball don't lie. Um, Ball don't lie. And then would you like the handball was just dubious. Um, it was certainly not with intent. Uh, it was awkward. And I'm not sure what comes of it if it doesn't hit his hand. So, again, like I, I, I was just a little skeptical of how clear that 
penalty was. Uh, Vela steps up and converts. And then uh, the, the Matt Hedges red card was clear as, as day and, and, and just. I agree with you on the Hedges red card because uh, – and players like Vela, uh, t- you know, talented players that they almost read the game a step or two ahead of the rest of us, right? And Vela's – dude, Vela's faster than you think. That, yes, that's, he is. That, that's what that play showed again. Is he's that Vela smooth – he's that faster. smooth fast yes, though, Dan. He's yes. that smooth fast. You don't think he's in fifth gear, but then he could yeah. just be right by you. Right. Yeah, he's sneaky. Um, but I, but for me, I actually thought the handball was more clear cut for me because, and only because his hand, his hand is, is it's not next to his body. His hand is, his hand is out when he, when he hits the ball. I agree. Right. I don't, I don't know what's going to come out of it. It's, you know? it's just an awkward play for sure. Yeah, it could right. go either way. Um, cause if the referee on the field interprets it as, uh, you know, incidental handball that is not that does not change uh the opportunity in front of lafc then he could easily wave it off um but he, he didn't and he, so, and he called it so so it's fine yeah, but, yeah. um I, I just had question i just had questions surrounding it and, and so just as lafc did a couple of weeks ago when they had in close proximity two matches with seattle they they just pounded them eight, at eight. home at the bank in the first one and then they drew against how about this for for irony and 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 similarity uh, they drew against a 1-1 seattle side that pretty much played the 70 minutes the final 70 minutes down a man right I remember this. And, yeah. and so and so then now it's a couple weeks later I wouldn't say they pounded FC Dallas, but they were in firm control of the match inside Bank of California Stadium. There was there was about a 10 minute second half sequence where where FC Dallas, game. yeah, but it, they were they were comfortable. Um, I, I mean Tyler Miller, I don't even know if he officially had one save, uh, because no, he didn't because FC Dallas didn't even record a shot on goal officially in that in that game at the bank. Right. So and then they go four days later and they go out to Frisco and they play FC Dallas. And, you know, they had a – I would say – what did they have, a solid 20 minutes? Was it – I mean, it was the second half red card. I think they had a solid 20, 25 minutes, again, with a man advantage. But for some reason, LAFC has shown that when they do have that man advantage, it's almost like a, a little bit of a switch, switch mentally, and they don't they don't click as well. So, so last year, when Atlanta United was running, plowing through the league up, up until uh, July – um, no one could figure out what to do. And Portland went there and just dropped the Christmas tree and didn't let their back four or their two holding mids come outside of 45, 50 yards from their own goal. Right. And they packed it in and they didn't give any space in behind their back line. And then, it, and then they congested midfield and it just became complicated for Atlanta to play in. What happens when there's a red card is the team sits back. The opposing team sits back. And so LAFC have a hard time when the opposing team just sits back. So who is going to be the team that tucks their pride and says, okay, they're better than us? Because no one's done this yet. No one's no one's approached LAFC and just said, we're going to go and just sit. Just sit. That's it. And we're going to survive. Um, it becomes easier when you have 10 men to take that approach. Sure. And then and, and it complicates it, it up to this point. It, it's complicated things for LFC. But, um, I, you know, unless you have anything on, on the, t- the tactics of, of how I see that, if I'm if I'm the opposing team and I'm a Vancouver, if I'm bottom half of the table in general, 
I'm saying, okay, boys, this is this is a dig in, and we're gonna nick something on the counter. But uh, we got six players that aren't leaving our, you know, 40 yards outside of our own goal. The crazy thing is, is that in the first game on Thursday here in Southern California against FC Dallas, the hoops tried to play out of the back continuously. I like, know. like yeah. they they were asking for it, and 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 that's why yes, LA, style. Yeah, and yes, LAFC was in complete control in terms of they would all of a sudden just press up on him. And you, you, you saw it several times. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Nelson was the let young left back that they had playing and the ball would come to him and he would be closed. He would be closed down by two or three LAFC players immediately. All he could do is lump it long. He, he right. could not, or he could play back across to Jesse Gonzalez who was under the same pressure. And then he right. would have to lump it long. It right. was, and I was thinking, I'm like, what is Luchi Gonzalez doing? He is just asking, he's just asking for the axe right here. But they continued to do it. They also did it when they were down in Frisco until it became a 10-man team. Right. Easier to do in Frisco for sure. Uh, but it shows you, um, I mean, with with a relatively young team, uh, you got to give you got. And they got a Luchy. ton of injuries, DK. Yeah, they got a ton of injuries right now. Well, and missing players. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you gotta you gotta give Luchi some credit. I mean, he is. He he has taken this thing, uh, changed it completely from um, Oscar Pereja's model of of defensive organization and and pressure, um, and he's he's changed the style of the team and it's adjusted well and he's implemented young new and and new players into the squad and they're just better than I thought they'd be. I have one last thing on LAFC I got, and so do I. I got and, a bomb. Oh, you do. I got a bomb, but I, I'm, I'm interested to hear from you. I know this this is actually because I want your take on it from a guy who played, you know, a decade in this league in between the pipes. Michael Barrios comes in. It's like his own recklessness. He comes in to Tyler Miller with with a high bouncing ball. He's never going to get that ball. And Tyler and. Oh, it, it, in the slow motion replay, it's Tyler Miller's knee right to the like a right handed punch from Mike Tyson right, right. to the jaw of right. Barrios. Right. He, tr- he tries to continue, has to leave the game, head injury. He doesn't play the next game. Who knows how long he's going to be out? Right. Uh, I mean, it, w- w- what do you do? Like any normal forward would have just kind of veered That's his run right. and, ran, and ran or and just ran right past the goalie. Like there, why would you even challenge that? Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. And Tyler is in this position and as a goalkeeper. You have to play this conservative because we've all seen the uh, – or certainly you and I have seen the YouTube skip, right, where that ball just hits a, yes. hits, hits a wet patch and either speeds up or or bounces big and and has given goalkeepers problems. So you have to wait until you know where that ball is coming down in order to go get it. And and that slight hesitation just from, from Miller to be sure on how he's going to take the ball – Barrios continues to accelerate his run and he can't get out of the way. And then Tyler Miller is left with no other option because if he doesn't go, Barrios is going to beat him to the ball. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not an intelligent play. And I remember in my career, I got me and uh, Kellen Rowe got in a brutal collision uh, in new England on that turf and a similar type play where I was on the edge of the 18 as I, as I typically played just standing on the edge of the 18 <laughs> and uh ball was like skipping through and it was on the turf and it was raining and, and, and Kellen was running, running onto it. And I was just like, well, I can either go out and head it and then I'm going to be scrambling. Cause I'm probably not going to be able to head this thing out of bounds. Um, or I can just wait and I know it's going to be close, but I'll just, I'll have to crush them. And I got the ball. And then right when I got the ball, I protected myself and I crushed them. And sure. You know, and he like the ref 
We had to stop the play. The, the players are giving me a hard time. And I told the ref, I was like, what am I like? I, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I can't leave the area if I want to use my hands. And then he, Kellen got up and was like, man, I just shouldn't have come for that ball. Like he Good. understood, you know, yeah. he understood. Yeah. Um, the last thing, the last thing I want to talk Uh-oh. about. Now, now was, you got me, now you got me nervous, DK. What do you well, got? Listen, I, a, a week ago from today, I thought that this guy was on his way out. I thought that it, summer window we were going to see something happen mm. with with Andre Horta. Mm-hmm. And he came on in the first game against Dallas and, mm-hmm. and Bank of California. And I see it live. He comes on and he has a great performance, like like above average. I right. Was seven, like, I think it was about 17 minutes. Yeah, like that's that. it. That's it. But he had some really clean passes. Yep. He was he was showing for the ball. He wanted it. He was taking shots from 25 out. Which is uh, a strength, which is a strength of his. Right. And I, but I, I felt like something turned and mm-hmm. then sure enough, I mean, Bob, Bob saw the same thing, little squad rotation, uh, and he's starting because now it's like, well, okay. Shows a little something for us. It can't wait. Hold on. Before we make any big decisions here, let's see what he can do. And then again, I mean, he was stringing balls outside of the foot passes through lines, um, and it's, it, his, he, it's his it's his ball that hedges doesn't yeah, come to in time right. and Vela and Vela sneaks past and then hedges right. takes him down for the red cards. It's, yeah, it's his outside of the right foot, perfectly textured ball into space for Vela to run onto. Right. And he's a little bit more two way than Lee went. Right. So it's it's just kind of interesting. I don't even know if it's a little DK. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I think he's I think he is more. Yeah. He is more too. So he, so he continue actually, on. Well, so what I was going to what I'm getting to is that last year when this team um, was was really firing uh, before Mark Anthony K got hurt, it was Mark Anthony K and Benny Fallhyber in there. And that that combination worked really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking that Andre Horta might be the Benny Fallhyber piece in this midfield. And um, that was just kind of my 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 quick thoughts after watching him play uh, 90 minutes over two games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, but adding and adding a layer to that is the fact that uh, and I know we're spending a lot of time here, folks, on LAFC, but adding a layer to it is the fact that Bob Bradley can put Latif Blessing it right back when he needs to. Right. Uh, and so and so the, the benefit of that is. Latif moves from the midfield to right back, and now who do you plug in to join what usually is Mark Anthony K and Edward Atuesta? So you have those two are pretty much you're going to put them in. Although Atuesta didn't even make the trip out to Dallas, but I think it was a little more precautionary with it with a knee knock he took in the in the Thursday night game. He he doesn't make the trip, so that's part of the squad rotation right there. And all of a sudden, you know, now you now you. But I can't I can't agree with you more, man. Horta, and this is what we've been waiting for. His best, his best, he couldn't go a full 90, but he went like 73 minutes, 77 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, you, like that. you can't expect him to. And this, it, at this point in the season, if you're not playing 90 minutes, it's tough to go full 90 in midfield. But his best, his best performance in an LAFC shirt be from coming on as a sub through playing three quarters of the match out in Dallas. No question, the best showing that he's had. And it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen Friday night against Montreal. You know, is, is, is Montreal's he, a good the, team too. Yeah, is he, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but is he the first guy off the bench? Or is he maybe even, if Atuesta can't go, like to your point, is it Mark Anthony K, Andre Horta, and Latif Blessing with the normal back four of, you know, Beta, Harvey, well, Segura? Well, I, 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 think, I think if you're if you're playing Moneyball uh, and where you're at in the season and what you have at stake here, what you've invested in this player, Horta, you start him. Seven million. 
Yep. That's what you got to. You got to start them because it, it works two ways for you is you say, well, you know what? We can actually keep them. And then that can that can help you go and do business, too. All right. Let's switch gears here. Let's switch gears uh, because I got some questions for you, big boy. Buddy, um, we, we, we've hit rock bottom. Uh, I, well, first, let me say this. Uh, both Dan Kennedy and I picked a shutout against Colorado. The picks are right here in front of me. Dan says 2 nothing Galaxy. Rogo says 3 nothing Galaxy at home against Colorado to snap a losing streak. Colorado gets their first win. There's some there's there is some fire under Gijay right now. There has it, to be some fire because you cannot whether they lost four straight now. Yeah. Four four straight losses. I know Zlatan wasn't there because of because of the suspension we talked about last week that that, that did came come about after we talked about it. And we both said there could be something coming. But still, you got enough firepower to beat this Colorado team. Oh, come on. I mean, this that's why I say they hit we have hit rock bottom. I mean, I'm, I am I make no two ways about it. Like, I, I am uh, a fan of LA Galaxy. I have been since since 96. Um, and I, I, I was, like, going to New York May 4th. So what are we at? Three weeks ago. I'm like, this is going to be an awesome season. This is going to be so much fun. And it was a gritty performance in New York. Game could have gone either way. Columbus, super flat. Super flat. Never, never deserved to lose that game. NYCFC. Never deserved they, to win that game. Right. They lost their way. NYCFC, yes. they lost their way. Yeah, and then you had the Zlatan headbutt, uh, or not headbutt, but neck squeeze, whatever. And then Colorado. Let's call it a love tap, to be honest. Colorado, you, you've hit rock bottom. You open up the game in, Color, or in California against Colorado, and you are dominant for 15 minutes. You don't challenge Tim Howard. I mean, they warmed Tim Howard up. Like, the, it, it, I had plenty of these games uh, in my career where you touch the ball as a goalkeeper six times in the, in the opening 15 minutes, and you're like, tonight's my night. It's, it's my night. No one's no one's scoring today. And that's how it was. I was watching it, and I was like, okay, well, no chance, chance, nothing, chance, 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 chance. And I was like, oh, this is trouble. And the one thing that stood out to me most, Rogues, was that – the discipline was gone. The, uh, it was the first time where I was, well, I, I say that flat Columbus um, lost their way NYCFC. Col- Colorado, it got to a point where it was 0-0, and then it was just panic. We got to go everything forward. And Colorado continued to have great looks on the, on, on the counterattack in the second half. They had two good looks in the first half, and then they had like six in the second half. And there was never an adjustment. There was never someone in the back line that stepped up and said, hey, Felcher, you got to stay. Polenta, you got to stay. Someone has to stay. It can't just be the two center halves. It can't be the two center backs. And um, I thought there was a major lack of leadership in the back line. Also thought Jonah DeSantos is not fit. Like he 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 must have really pushed it hard to get to ready for this game, and he's carried this midfield um, up to this point in the season. He he just didn't he just didn't look himself. Um, and then I probably would have started Chris Pontius uh, in in one of four positions on the field just Agreed. based on his form and his ability to stir things up. And he, every time this guy plays, he gets a goal or an assist. So well, and if, if, and if, if, if Dos Santos if Dos Santos isn't fit, then even for a game like this, you just throw Perry Kitchen in that spot right there. Yeah, and he's coming back from he he's coming back from a fitness issue as well. Um, 
And so uh, now I, I, th- I, I was thinking that, okay, yeah, you're at home, you smash Colorado because they suck, and you just kind of forget about the three losses because if you win, you're still right in the middle of the supporter shield race. You're feeling good, and it, it's time to go get some road points in, in uh, Orlando. And now I'm just puzzled because the formation's changed. This team was outperforming its um, ability early on. And then you bring in some new signings that should support and help the group. And there's just been a letdown. Um, I would, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm searching. I'm searching for, for answers here. Well, I, I, you know better than I, but is Diego Polenta even a left back? Can, no. can he? No, you're right. So, so it, for me then, if, if you really want to make sure, since you got Gonzalez now, you want to make sure he's in there. And as we've discussed here many times, Daniel Stairs has been their probably most consistent defender to oh, this yeah. point in no, the season. No, no question. Why don't you just play three at the back and you play and you play five in the you play five in the midfield with you know guys that play in wide positions that have to do a lot of work. Well, and this a, this they have is, to do a lot is, of work. And when you're when you're off balance to one side, you 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 know you bring back that right midfielder when when the ball right. when you have to balance on one side, and then you just kind of rotate and pivot back and forth like that. Yeah, and this is actually what I was. Pontius can play a wing back, no problem. So in a three back system, you could put Pontius on either side. Hey, and, Santa and, Santa Barbara guy, we can do a lot of things. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> very, very versatile. And uh, and and that's where he tried a three back system. Uh, was it New York or Columbus? And now he falls back into the four back system, jams midfield up. And, um, the, the same problem. And I've said this, even when they were on their winning streak, they're slow in midfield. You can't get away from that. Um, and then, it, yeah. So it just, with Alessandrini out, um, with, uh, Jonah Dos Santos at 50% or maybe 70%. And with Ibra out, uh, this team looks a shell of itself. But so, I, I, Dan, I know I know Sebastian Legette is not the same player he was before he got injured. I know that. I, I, but he but I feel like he's smarter see, now, right? He doesn't fly well, by the see. Team. I he I I I, th- I I disagree. I think he's just a good soccer player. I no, uh, I'm not saying that. I think he is. But I I why is he so far back in the formation? Why is he not further up the field, a la Alessandrini? So, he could he could play an Alessandrini role. Right. And and he can. And the one thing that was desperately missing for the Galaxy in this game, and I, Fabio Alvarez, I can't judge him because it was his first game in Major League Soccer. He was dead average. I'm, 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 that's no, that's no, I don't think he's going to be dead average, but he was dead average in this game. Right. But Colorado, it's like, okay, so th- let's think about who we have on the field here. We got Antuna up top. We got Ima Boateng up top. Um, and, and then we got Felcher swinging crosses in, uh, we got Polenta swinging crosses in to who, <laughs> to who you got a bunch of guys that are like five, yes. eight and, and under. <laughs> so, so, okay. So this is back to, you know, th- maybe this is a little bit on the coach and Pontius should be up there, but what the, what was, what the galaxy were in desperate need of in this game was a number 10 to your point, whether that's Sebastian Legette or whether it's new boy Fabio Alvarez to go sit underneath Antuna and underneath Ima Boateng and, and, and get on the ball and get comfortable on the ball and have a different look. Um, the, the galaxy's attack was one dimensional, get the ball wide, whip it in. And that works if you have Ibra on the field 
or you can make an argument for for Pontius. Um, so I don't know. It was uh, it was painful to watch for me. I, I, I'm sure Scalotto. I mean, because he was a maestro on the field. I'm sure that he was over there in his technical area watching Dan, and he was like, "Someone please just sit in that little space right there, and all you have all you have to do you don't you don't, you only barely even need to run. You just have to make two soft little touches, slip a ball th- as soon as it comes in, slip a ball in between two. Def- Boateng is as fast as anybody on that field. Right. Slip a ball between slip a ball through for him, and let let him just slip through and go one on one against. I mean, that's what he does, right? He he goes north and south. He he's not a player who's 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 cutting inside and looking to combine with a central midfield. That's always been a knock on him. Right. You get you get him wide in spaces and attacking off the sideline, he can run at defenders. I yeah, know, and I, just... I actually I actually thought Al, Ef, Efrain Alvarez came on at 16 years old and did another <laughs> great job. Um, he, he's 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 just clean on the ball. He doesn't look the the and he's going to battle this. It's just like a it's a body type thing. Um, and he just doesn't look fit. I don't know if he is or not, right? Because we haven't seen him play uh, m- multiple games for 90 minutes. Um, uh, but at 16 years old, he just he's he has this baby face, and then he comes out there and he just connects clean passes. He wants the ball. Um, so in a game now, if I if if we want to transition to to looking forward, um, and I'm searching for answers with this team. Um, I might go and start Efrain Alvarez at number 10. I, I, I think that's a great point. Let's pause there for a moment. Let's just hit a couple of other MLS storylines I want to I want to hit real quick yep. uh, before we go into making some picks. Two legendary defenders. Uh, I thought it was just going to be Demarcus Beasley, but the winger, least, winger the, defender, winger def- wing back, of course. And and he, to be fair, when he when he first came into the league, he was not a defender at all. I mean, it wasn't until late, probably halfway through his career, right, that he really got switched into that role. Uh, Demarcus played a little more advanced, uh, wide midfield role when he first came in with the Chicago Fire, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. So, um, and, and then even his time heading overseas before he came back to join Major League Soccer. But Demarcus Beasley, Chad Marshall, uh, I mean, those guys are. If you're looking at, if you look up what you want an MLS player to look like, those guys' pictures will be right there. Well, it's it's crazy to think about Bees, and I think I'll, I just my first thought is the 2002 World Cup. And him just creating havoc at 19 or however old he was, right? Right. Um, and so he was dicey a winger, on the ball. Yeah. So I guess slicing through. People, you remember yeah. that game, right? Oh. And and like for him to still be playing, let alone at the level he's playing at, like this guy could push on. He could push on if he wanted to. He's hanging him up. Right. Um, so just massive, massive respect, and he's uh, accepted his role. Um, always a team guy, willing to play outside back, no problem, no ego. Um, lo- j- I just love it. I love it from top to bottom. And then Chad Marshall, I mean, this is a guy that probably should have a hundred caps with the national team. Um, you think about his timing. His timing. Yeah, had, had he been had he been absolutely. born He's three years up. earlier, three years right. earlier, or four years later, or, or he a different probably, coach. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, a different coach possibly, too. Um, but, yeah, Bob Bradley era. Uh, Chad is a Chad's a bit of a, a goofball, sarcastic dude. And, and then Bob's a general. 
And also, like, if you think about the, I mean, Bob was relying on Gooch and Demerit, and uh, it, it was just he he Chad was almost too young. And then you got Jurgen come in, and Jurgen went straight to the foreigners, and so that pushed Chad out. Right. Um, and and then as uh, Bruce comes back into the fold, uh, it's it's just kind of in the twilight. Right. He, he's in the twilight, so it's just and timing. Then he, and, and then he had some injury problems too. He right. started. He well, started to have you know some I, concussion, I, I concussion think, issues. And, yeah, I and, think know. that's why he retired, right? right? I think that. Well, I think actually this this year because we we face. We I say LAFC faces Sounders a couple of times. I think basically uh, his one of his knees is being held together by duct tape. So I think that's I think that is part of it. So yes, yeah. injuries. Yeah. And uh, and 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 so yeah, so that plays a part of it too. But this guy, I mean, I remember th- my first memory of Chad is when he was uh, playing in the Final Four. I mean, this guy competes and what people, I mean, yeah, he's a monster, like six six four. Moves moves extremely well. Mismatch on set pieces, both sides of the ball. Um, but his ability to read the game, rogues, phenomenal, phenomenal. Right. I mean, winner at every single level. I, I think I think he's a future guest on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Yeah, and you know, if if Landon Donovan gets the MVP award, this guy should have the defensive MVP of the award. Yeah, only guy to ever win three-time MLS Defender of the Year, so that's that's kind of in that vein right there. I know it's not MVP of the league, but there's no one else that's won it three times. No, and 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 there may not, you know, never say never, but that's a that's a tough feat. So a tip of the cap to Demarcus Beasley and Chad Marshall. By the way, you mentioned the 2002 World Cup uh, against we we faced Mexico in that one. We faced we be, we upset Portugal in that one. Uh, can you just share with us real quick where where Dan Kennedy was at? During that that stint right there, Dargan's State Street, Santa Barbara. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Remember those matches were those 20, matches were come those matches were coming on at like those matches were coming on at like one in the morning, one thirty oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, that's right. I actually the funny thing is is we got pulled over at like three in the morning in IV, uh, and the the I mean we must have been the only car driving in Isla Vista. Uh, and we get pulled over and there's three of us slammed into my little Chevy S10 and the police officer is like, where are you guys going? We're like, uh, we're going to go watch a soccer game. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? Like, and we're like, like, he's like, are you guys, uh, just getting up or you, you guys have you not gone to bed? And we're like, dude, we literally just woke up. We went to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> right. So we, so we could get up and go, we can get exactly. up and go somewhere. Oh, exactly. Okay go somewhere and actually crack a couple beers right. and watch the game right right that's right um yeah I, I know i gave my brother a shout out last week but my brother and i were banging down the walls in venice beach in my apartment on abbott kinney i'm sure the neighbors oh. absolutely hated us because we were just going berserk during some of those games oh at like two, 2 a.m in the morning 2 30 in the morning oh yeah it was it was fantastic uh one more storyline chris wandalowski becomes oh my the, god all-time leading goal scorer in Major League Soccer. Not only does it, how about the way he did it? So, that's for those that's that, so wonderful. For those that man. don't, for those that don't know, he needed two to set the one to tie Landon Donovan on 145, a second one to set him as the all-time leader at 146. Well, San Jose gets a 4-1 win and Wando scores all four of them. That is a legend right there. Legend. Yeah. Well, and and I don't know if you saw the video that uh, Gordo Cronin. 
and Burling had on uh, a tribute beer cheers to to Wando, but that's worth a watch on social media. And Wando is, I mean, he's DP to DP, man, De- developmental player to designated player. With the the last um, round of the supplemental draft, which no longer exists, and this is just someone who put in the work, like literally. I mean, that's just what it is. He put in the work. And he is a very intelligent player. Chris and I played in 2012 All-Star game together against Chelsea. And uh, John Terry was uh, mic'd up that game. And at halftime, uh, John Terry was walking off the field. And Wanda was walking off the field. And John Terry went up to him and said, you have some of the best movement I've ever marked. Something along those lines. Um, Like, your movement is unbelievable. And and that's it, man. Chris's movement, uh, the way he can peel off shoulders is what has allowed him to score so many goals. I mean, he's the guy that if you're a goalkeeper and you you make a great save, the, the deflection just seems to fall yep. to Chris. Perfect description. Um, you know, like he he just he 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 is at the right place at the right time and you cannot coach that. But with that being said, I mean this guy just pounds the ball into the back of the net uh in training and with simple drills. Just simple drills. Just what he does. Just simple stuff. He I mean he, he start he started in Houston, right? He was, yep. he was originally with the Dynamo, really wasn't right. even getting a sniff on that team. Because nope. remember, that that team was winning winning MLS Cups. That was right. a very, very good team right. under Dominic right. Kinnear then. And they had Brian Ching in that role. That's right. Uh, and, and and all the way through the field, Dwayne DeRosario, Ricardo Clark, going all the way back to Pat Onstadding. I mean, Stu Holden. Stu, that was That's a solid, on. solid. Like you had to, you had, to, he just couldn't get on the field with that team. Yet then you go a couple of years later, and all of a sudden, I mean, I have a college teammate from when I was at San Diego State who played 17 years indoor, and and the, Wondolowski went and tried out for one of the indoor teams he was on yeah. up in Stockton yeah. by you, where, where yeah. you, where you got. Yeah, I would do. I went up and tried and tried the, Cal- the California, the California the Cougars, Cougars. Oh, and yeah. he, and he and he couldn't he couldn't get out of a box. He he right. he could not he could not do it. Right. But yet this guy turns around and now he's the all-time leading goal scorer in Major League Soccer and a number that's going to take a long time for it. Like honestly, the guy in Colorado, Kai Kamara, might be the only guy that might have a shot at getting up to at least in recent in coming years, right? Kai's a hundred a hundred goal scorer, and if he goes a couple more years, he might get be able to get close to that number if he got hot. He we've seen him have some hot years, but that I don't know if that number's ever going to be broken. Rogues, DK, Rogues, let me let me just one thing here. Wando is the hungriest dude. Like he is so hungry. He he just I mean he's got to eat and and that's what has pushed him this far. And so I don't like wh- when is this guy going to retire? It doesn't he doesn't you know need what to. I mean? You know what I mean? Like he's not and I've said this before about other players but he's not fast, he's not quick, he's never been. It doesn't matter. This guy's going to poach. And there's a the 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 goal scorer in um, Syria uh, that was uh, competing with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for the the Golden Boot this season. It's like 37 years old. Same thing. I mean, if you got it, you have it. You know, the timing, the movement. And um, I would I think that you are going to have to peel this guy off the field. And so I actually think he's going to distance himself quite a bit. Like he may have another 20 goals in him over three seasons uh, before this thing is uh, is done. All depends. All depends on the coach, the coach and what kind of talent they put around him. Because early on this season, what what it looked like with Matias Almeida up there in San Jose and the talent that was around him, it looked like he was going to struggle to even get to like nine or ten. 
Yeah, but, but you're now telling me you're you're telling me Bruce Arena next year or two years from now is in New England and he can go pick up Wando for th- three bills. He goes, Hey Wando, I'll give you two I'll give you two year contract, three hundred grand a year. Just come out here and be my squad guy. And, and come on. And the, think of the the mentorship that he might be able to give oh, to some he's, young he's some, some young player, you know. Like, hey, this is how I did it. This is how this is how I made it through some tough times. I mean, look, the numbers the numbers speak for themselves. So again, Chris so Wondolowski, I mean, three legendary names right there, guys that all have all star appearances: Demarcus Beasley, Chad Marshall, and and Chris Wondolowski. So uh, yeah, a salute to those guys. All right, we move on, and uh, we got to talk about the picks before we wrap things up here this week. Dan, it was not another. It was not another very good week for you last week. Um, I, I put a, I, 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 I put a little further separation. I'm used to it, buddy. If you've missed it here, uh, Dan and I, since all the way back in week one, we've been picking the LAFC games, the Galaxy games, and then a magical third game that we come up with without ever talking to each other about it, and we've been keeping a tally. Um, and Dan will be owing me probably dinner at Mastros when it all is said and done. Uh, right now, the gap is now I seven. Five years. Uh, ooh, even better. Yes, yes, even better. I like it. Just don't forget our missuses are coming too, though, right? No problem. Okay, okay. So this week, uh, a little lighter slate because the last couple of weeks we've had either two Galaxy games or, as it was last week, two LAFC games. So it was a total of four picks. This week, I'm going to let you fire away both picks at once. I want it. I want, I, actually, I want all three picks. Give me all three picks and what you like we start with uh we start with friday night two friday night games for both the socal teams first it'll be the galaxy in orlando orlando city, orlando city stadium uh, again knows Zlatan. orlando seems to be finding a little bit of magic but i like nani i like not I, I i hadn't even heard from nani for a couple of years since he left <laughs> manchester united but what, I, a, what I, a what a what a back handspring he has uh, but i uh, like yeah, I think it's going to be a 1-1 result. I think Orlando's flying high. They're going to be licking their chops for this game. Galaxy have a lot to correct. They'll be conservative in their play. They have a lot to prove. Um, they got to travel cross-country. Been a hectic week. Um, they're searching for themselves. I, I think they grind something out here. So I'm going to say 1-1. We'll move to LAFC, the 24th. They host Montreal. And uh, LAFC are just too good, man. They're they're too good for me. Montreal's a good team, but they're the LAFC are too good. I'm gonna say two nothing again. Bounce off the uh, tie in Dallas, in which you should have. They're probably walking away from that game feeling like they should have gotten more out of it. And then my my wild card um, pick of the week is Philly. Philly Philly dominating a poor Portland team. And I'll I'll go two one on that game. I'll have to double check, but I believe this is Portland's final game, uh, which is going to make it interesting because their first game is June 1st back at the yeah, newly, improved, newly improved Providence Park. And actually that game is going to be against LAFC. Um, but if I am going to go so, – okay, so we got Philly winning 2-1. We got LAFC winning 2-0, and we got the Galaxy 1-1 at Orlando City. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out a little further here since I do have a little gap here. Um, Orlando City is gonna win this game. They're gonna win this game. Galaxy, you, you can't a team that has lost four straight and has to travel all the way across to Florida, um, and they're not gonna have their top striker again. And Orlando City is trending up. The Galaxy are trending down. Um, and I, didn't Orlando City just put five in on the weekend? I'm pretty sure they five. did. Five. Five. Uh, yeah, they put a five spot uh, on FC Cincinnati. So I'm gonna call it a three-one. Orlando City win. 
that is not going to suit well people in in, in galaxy territory. <laughs> uh, and LAFC, um, it was early in the season when these teams met up at Stad Saputo last year, and LAFC, it was one of the few times they actually trailed going into halftime. And then Captain Laurent Simon had an incredible second half to the tune of, I want to go back and say it was a 4-3 LAFC win on the road. That was part of their first six games before Bank of California Stadium was ready. You with me? You following me here? I'm with you, buddy. So this game is actually going to be another high-scoring affair because Montreal is not a bad side. Montreal has some players uh, led at at the top by Ignacio Piatti. Uh, So I am going to say this is going to be a 4-1 game. 4-1 4-1 LAFC. 4-1 Ooh. LAFC. Yeah, take the over if you want. Take Listen, guys, take the over <laughs> on this one if you want. And which will probably be at three, and it will be probably like minus 110. Um, and now that you took my pick of, again, if you've been with us every week, Dan always does this. He took the Philly pick. Oh, Danny boy, Danny Deep boy. Deep you know what? Um, even though no Alejandro Pozuelo for Toronto FC – Oh, and no, I don't think I think Josie is still out as well, isn't he? Um, let's stay away from that Toronto uh, San Jose Earthquakes game at BMO Field. Kansas and, City or do? No, I, I can't. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> How about um, New England hosting DC with Bruce Arena in charge? Wow, what a storyline, right? Right. Um. No, you know what? Uh. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna go Chicago Fire with a win at home, even against a trending, N- and even with an ooh, NYC. Ooh, NYC, they've been hot. Yeah, they're they're, they're hot. better than Chicago. They've they I are like hot. This pick. I like this pick yeah. for me. No, no, you know what? I'm gonna, I got I'm gonna four, just, So I basically got four picks this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Chicago at home are two one winners against NYCFC. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Well, that's anything hot on tap. Uh, I'm on LAFC's. Uh, for those of you listening, check out YouTube TV. Go to the LAFC channel. Uh, we've got beginning like hours before the match. We have all sorts of stuff to catch you up on what's been happening in a couple weeks. And then I take over from the Bank of California Stadium on the pregame show. Uh, I do have a special guest lined up that will join me at halftime and not on the me. postgame show it's on the day. Me. It's not Dan Kennedy. Um, but I will tell you this. It's an LAFC player. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. God, uh-huh. the suspense. I know, right? Well, right, listen, right? I mean, I had to clear the schedule this weekend. I want I, I had a couple working obligations that I had to just turn off and 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 you know, I couldn't make cuz uh all Friday morning about 8 a.m. I'll be getting on a plane to go down to Cabo through Monday. Just uh boom. you know, boom. boom. Just, just dropping bombs. Can you uh, so we got to warm wait, up the liver. Gotta, so wait. So wait a minute. <laughs> Just just so the listeners have this clear, uh, you get inducted. Is it El Dorado High School? Oh, yeah. El Dorado High School. Dan Kennedy inducted into the El Dorado High School Hall of Fame. Fresh, is that, is freshly minted. This, this past weekend, and that's why Bill Kennedy came down to hang with hang with his son. Otherwise, why would he be down here? Um, and uh, play a little golf with DK. Congratulations. Thanks, brother. Um, we, didn't see any, we didn't see any IG stories of you out there. Yeah. And, come yeah. on, man. Share it with the people. <laughs> I told I, what did I say at the very top? What did I say at the very top? Yeah. This is the yeah, podcast for the people. It, it, this it is the is. people's podcast right here. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, uh, dude. Well, I'll, I'll try to make you a little jelly, and uh, and and I'll, I'll I'll get the IG fired up in Cabo. Um, I do. Uh, yes, I think you should do exactly that because I will remember that and just remember payback is a 
bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Hey, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you hit us on social media. Uh, tell your friends to click, link, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Uh, we got some great things coming here in the month of June, which is just around the corner as we continue to cover uh, LAFC and LA Galaxy in depth. There's only one place you get these hot takes from Dan Kennedy and Mark Rogandino, and it's right here, DK, where? Believe Sports Podcast Network. Boom. Out of here. Mic drop. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.